another week, another episode. Where are all my friends? Let's go. I'm excited. This week, we are sitting down with Luke Wilde. Luke is an artist, a producer, and a friend of mine. When I met him, he was originally doing much more on the production side, making beats, living out east, really doing it, like had a good lane, then recently really focused in and started doubling down on his own artist career, which is something that I really respect and it's a very interesting story to hear. I think that the timing of this podcast was great because we talk about both sides. We talk about his life as a producer and we talk about his life as he's focusing now on this solo project. It's also cool timing because he just put out the first single, Fever Brain, like right before we recorded the episode. So it's really cool timing to hear it happening in real time. Uh, I don't want to say too much. I want to get into the story. I want to let you guys hear it. Outside of that, really the only thing I ever ask, which does me such a favor, it helps me so much, is if you like this podcast, if you like this episode, share it, tell a friend, and subscribe. Those things help me so much. Uh, tag it on social or take a screenshot tag us on social media I love seeing those I love sharing them I respond to everything I'm at Andrew underscore FTW he's at Luke C. Wild if you subscribe that helps a ton rating it reviewing it all of that stuff is amazing and also just telling your friends that you think would like podcasts like this I haven't done any type of promotion yet it's just been word of mouth and it's grown so much so just taking a second to thank you guys for that too it's awesome well, cool. Let's get into it. I think you're really going to like this one. Here we are. Where are all my friends sitting down with Luke Wilde? And here's the thing, Luke. I was thinking about this before we started. It was almost exactly a year ago. You're staying at the house before you lived in L.A., and I was nervous about the pod. Mm-hmm. You're over here like, dude, you got to do it. It'd be so good. And I believed you. I felt it. But I was nervous. I couldn't get over it. I don't know what it was. And as a homie, you're like, let's just set one up. Like, let's totally do it fake. I set my iPhone on a counter and we fake did a podcast in this very room. And that was that day. Like, I don't know what it was, but that was like one of the very first moments where I was like, damn, I I think I have to do this. And Mm. it, it actually wasn't even that day. It was when I went back and watched it a little after where I was like, nah, this is gonna be fun. So I love that we're here now doing a real one. My boy. Thank, thank you. For, thank you for having thank me, bro. Thank you. You're here. You live in LA now. Yep. Things have been going really well for you. I feel like this is... Pretty pretty well. Pretty well. I feel like this is the beginning of something special for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, you've been working. You've been working hard. Trying, yeah. You've been here for a year now. Things feel like they're coming together. You just had a song come out on Friday. I've been here for like four months. I say a year because you've I've been steady, coming out here for a year. Steady true, been coming true, out here. True, 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 true. Anyway, I'm very stoked that you're here today. Thank you. For brother. anybody that doesn't know you, the first thing that I like to do is tell a listener a little bit about yourself. All right. My name is Luke Wild. I'm a singer, songwriter, artist. I uh, just came out with my first song. It's called Fever Brain. I also produce for a lot of people out here. Um, just love to make music. That's really it, man. I, I love, mean, I just love to make music, bro. That says that's it all. It, I feel like if that's that's your bio happy, in a happy nutshell, to be here. just just yeah, just yeah, man. Been living out here for a bit, and and um, I like having fun with my friends, I like making music. I love it. Let's get into the good stuff. Yes, I know sir. you've got a story. I'm excited. Yes, uh, anybody listening, if you do hear a couple snaps and shutters, we got our boy Brandon here. 
dumb.idiot. At dumb.idiot. At dumb.idiot. He's taking some behind Shout the scenes. Out ABCD. So I don't think you'll hear Hello. it too much, but he's the boy, and you're welcome for some good behind the scenes. So there it is. Um, all right. So take me back. My favorite thing to do is go back to the early days of you not even getting your start, but like where you find that spark, like where you get that feeling of this is my shit. This is what I need to do. So take me back to whatever that time is mm. in your life. Uh, yeah, bro. I just, I mean, I just grew up, uh, like we've, we've talked about this before, but I grew up like in a pretty musical environment, just playing in church and stuff. My mom made me take piano when I was five. And then I started playing guitar when I was like 11 or 12. And that was just it. So as soon as I started playing and I remember deciding at like 11 or 12, this is just what I want to do. Bro, you started playing piano when you were five? Yeah, but it was like on some really like Mary Had a Little Lamb. But that's like, I feel like when I think of five years old, yeah, I think of like the Fisher Price, like the, what's the little the xylophone? Is yeah. that the ding, ding, ding? Of course. And you're over here playing a real piano? Yeah, I mean, but I I, I don't even know if we have video of anything, but I remember I just had, my mom, my mom, I kept like quitting and, and then we like, you know, she didn't want to pay for lessons and stuff like that. But that was the first like intro, I would say. All right. 100%. So you were destined for this. Yeah. All right, 11 years old, you get a guitar. Yeah, zero. Oh, yeah, 12, yeah. 12, 12 okay. Yeah. That feels, knowing your music now, yeah. knowing some of the stuff you do, I feel like that's an important piece of the Luke Wilde story, Yeah, that guitar. 100%. Tell me about that. Uh, My mom, uh, she, I wanted Guitar Hero for Christmas. Yeah. And my mom was like, no. She just had a lot of foresight. She was like, that's not a good way to spend your time. Mm. So she told me she was going to get a guitar. And that okay. was, I mean, I, we talked about, but like Guitar Center was, or I'm sorry, uh, Guitar Hero was expensive. It was, yeah. So she just was like, no, nah, we're not, you know, uh, $100 is a, lot, is a lot of money for a Christmas present. So she got me the, uh, she got me like a real guitar and she told me too. she was like, I'm getting you a real guitar. Wow. And then I just woke up Christmas morning and I had, it was like this really ugly orange Epiphone <laughs> lefty and I just fell in love with it, man. That was it. Damn. Yeah. That's like, that's huge shouts to her because. Shout out to my mom. When Guitar Hero came out, Guitar Hero 3, right? Yeah. Everyone wanted that game. Everyone that had it, it was so cool. It was yeah. so good. And she just was, knew. She just knew I just wasn't like a video game kid. Like right. I just wasn't, you know what I mean? She knew I was I was like kind of all over the place. So she knew that it was just not a good outlet. Right, know? right, right. Yeah. We're recording it. Yeah. Beautiful. Um she that's just so smart to me that she had the time or like the the foresight to see that right yeah because like everyone wanted that game and it was expensive it was a game it was a fad yeah. but a guitar isn't no so that's that's cool and i had always kind of wanted to play but you know it's like that's viewed as like the not you know good not the most uh best instrument to play like that's why i had to start with piano really yeah I mean, I don't know. Like, I, unfortunately, I didn't grow up playing. Yeah. So, so like, it was kind. Of, it was kind of the the thing is like real. Like, like piano is like the most like academic. You know. Yes. But I was already just wanting to, you know, start in a band, and I just like. So like, even at eleven years old, yeah. it felt like piano is the traditional, like the boring instrument. Yeah. And guitar is cool. Which is funny though, because if I have kids now, I'm definitely making them play piano. Bro, I, it's like a regret of mine. Like, obviously, I can change it anytime, yeah. but I yeah. really wish I could play piano. Like to yeah. me, like that shit's cool. Yeah. And you learn a lot about music. It's a good, dis it's just a good discipline to have, I think. Did that give you the foundation? Do you 100%. Think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still play piano this day. Damn. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Can you read music? Like, can you like traditionally? Yeah. 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 I would Damn. have to like, I mean, I'm probably pretty trash now on yeah. guitar. I'm better, but it would take a minute. But yeah, I can. 
but that's that's for sure had to have helped you right yeah like 100%. having those fundamentals yeah. it's so funny bro how you like look back at those things that you hated when you were a kid and you're like that's actually was the best bro everything every single thing even if it's not like music for me like i think no, about other moments and i'm like stuff, i hated a job. that so much yeah yeah getting a job bro like i had so many jobs so early and yeah. now i just you know it's just you just really look back and like oh wow that just taught me yeah so many things well because you think about it too like you think about like you if you know what it's like to work all these bullshit jobs 100 <laughs> percent then you get to spend your life and then your when you're days. having fun yeah then like, when you're having fun you're like oh my god it's so nice right yeah. like any day that you're working purely on music and you know what it's like to work all those bullshit jobs yeah no matter how hard you're grinding no matter how little you're making or whatever you're just happy to be there. you appreciate it so 100%. that's cool that you had that too all right 11 years old playing guitar yep you grew up in florida yes Tampa. We are both Florida boys. Tampa boys. Damn. Close together, too. I grew yeah, up in like Clearwater or St. Peter. Yeah. yeah. I loved growing up there. St. Pete was like so ghetto, too. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Now it's really nice. I think about, I think back to it, and Florida was the perfect mix of everything to grow up. Yeah. Because it wasn't a small town, or like, I mean, that area. It yeah. wasn't a small, small town. It was just small enough, though. Small enough. Yeah. But you could find trouble. You could find music. Mm -hmm. You could find a little skate scene. You could find everything. But I don't know. Like it bro, was just a, so many shows at the State Theater. Yo, yeah. So many shows. Like bro. $10, $15. Yeah. So cheap. Yeah. It's all we would do. So you, that was like, because for me. That and the Orpheum. Okay. So so for me, I didn't get to that stage in my life until probably like 16. Mm -hmm. So when I was growing up, I was skateboarding mm -hmm. and working on cars. Yeah. Like I got into that way sooner. So yeah. you in like that Tampa scene, you were going to Orpheum State Theater like pretty young. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like 14, 15. What shows? Like a lot of Under Oath. Okay. So oh Under shit. So many Hometown times. heroes. Yeah, dude. A lot of stuff like, cause you know, growing up like religious, it was kind of like the hardcore scene was like kind of passable. We saw the Chariot a lot. Oh, shout shit. out to the Chariot, bro. Yeah. 60, 68, their new project is like my favorite, probably my favorite band. Dude, the Chariot bumper stickers. My other car Crazy. is uh, at the Chariot. Is it yeah. the Chariot? Yeah. yeah. Long so live. So seeing them, cause they were, they were crazy. Yeah. They were the most insane. Oh, dude thrashing around like so like we would just i mean it was and like, again like there was really nothing to do so we would skate the bro bowl like on saturdays and yeah. then a lot of the times we would go to shows okay and it was so cheap like you could find ten dollars you know and exactly. then have the like, homie's dad drop us off or something so right so that's it's so crazy like a lot of times people on the show like i'll, I'll hear about their youth their early days yeah and i can relate but you're saying all these places where it's like that's you know. where i grew up yeah. i knew that too yeah transitions Sick. like everything yeah dude yeah yeah fuck Okay, so growing up in Tampa, and we talked about this a little bit before, but where I was more skate kid in the beginning, yeah, you would hang and skate, but you knew that you were a music kid more. Yeah, yeah, like like I was not the I was not I was really sketchy. I would I would go for everything, but I was not good. I had my friend Albert, shout out Albert, like Joseph, he was way better. My older friend Brent was better. Yeah, they were just way better. But yeah. I would skate. I, I I could ride transition and I could have fun and I was really sketchy, so. I would I was always go, but right. No, nah, I was definitely more like I also really liked it because I liked I could I could listen to my iPod while I skated. I oh, really liked shit. that. So and it was, again, it's music yeah, connecting, and it was fun too way. because like you know like growing up in Tampa, like it was pretty wild, bro. Like at the at the Bro Bowl, like we from a young age, you had to like, and it's and it's funny too because my my I think my parents knew it, but like we saw just a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. At, a young age that you just had to kind of learn to be at least a little bit street smart where it was like 
also a lot of fun like just running around and we were getting in trouble so much like trying to skate at the bank and like stuff like that yeah so we would we would bomb the verizon had like a big parking garage that we would always sneak into downtown yeah yeah and just bomb it and Dude. like it's just stuff like that so i was just more along for the ride i, I was like it because it was fun i was never like i'm gonna get sponsored totally you know so yeah I mean, I do know, but I also definitely tried to get sponsored. 100%. Yeah. There was like, I think like 12, 13, I was like, I'm going to do this. I straight up brought a demo tape to a skate shop no out way. in Clearwater. Yeah. And it, I, I remember like, I, I legit, it was like me like doing a board slide on a tiny rail and I dead ass thought I was going to get sponsored. Like I went in like shouts to the dude that wasn't a huge dick to me and just took the tape you were like all right guys so like i was like listen here's the hotness let's go do i need a lawyer ever for seen this? a fucking board slide <laughs> you before? were like do i need a lawyer for this contract how much yeah, are you talking? yeah yeah exactly like yeah. what do we like i could see a signature deck happening yeah. but yeah <laughs> so <laughs> you're a music kid yeah when did you start your first band I was like, it was weird though, cause I I, I tried to, I like tried and failed. Like I, I really? was, yeah, like I tried to start just offshoot like groups with my friends in high school. I remember my friend Michael. I tried, I wanted, he played drums. He was really good. I wanted to start with him, but it just didn't. Again, I, I mean, I I almost felt like a like I was pushing my friends too hard. Like I feel like they didn't want to do it. You were the you were the enthusiastic kid. I was really like, well, let's yeah. do a band, and all yeah. of them were like, we like music, but we're more into whatever it may be. Right, having a girl skating, whatever, whatever. Yeah, but going to shows was something that we all did together. Like camaraderie, am I peaking? Am I good? No, you're good. Um, yeah. You saw my eyes. I know. Like, I saw you looking at them. I was like, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, so I, I really just in my mind too, growing up and having to parents that were like you need to make money like if you're gonna live you know what i'm saying yeah so in my mind i was always like how could i make a living out of this too so even from an early age i was like all right i'm gonna go play for somebody or i'm gonna write for somebody it was also that so i kind of had the lone lone ranger mentality too a little bit i've always kind of had the vibe the way you talk about your parents where it's like they're super loving yeah super supportive yeah however traditional in the sense of like we're not going to pay for you. We're not going to support, like you have to make this work. Yeah. You have to, they're super like, they're super, it was more of like, I think they just wanted me to be responsible, you know? And they, they chose like my dad's a a pastor and my mom's a social worker. So they chose like others first and we're not going to be rich. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So they just told me, they were like, Hey, if you want to do X, Y, and Z, you need to make X, Y, and Z. So from a young age, I just was aware of that. And it was, I'm, I'm That's really cool. appreciative of that. And they've, bro, there's been times they've helped me while I'm out here. I'm not like, um, they've, they've always helped as much as they could. Like, That's sick. Cause yeah. not everybody has that. Like, yeah. Sometimes people's story is like parents do not support it and they yeah. don't see the vision and like, it's very oh, much. They didn't want all. me to do it though. Oh really? Yeah. They were definitely like, I remember my mom was like, why don't you just be like an orthodontist? Or something like that. They always just want to be like, please. And it's funny because my little brother does film. So they're just like, oh my God. That's dude. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like actually killing it yeah, in Caleb, that lane. Shout out Caleb. He's killing it. Yeah. But it's funny that like out of the parents that are like maybe a nice standard career. And you oh, guys are like, 100%. Weak. 100%. And all the people around too. They were like, they were like, no one makes it. No one can tour. And now, every, you know, everybody I know. Is, and them wild brothers are really at it. Yeah, bro. All right. But so, it was good. It was definitely, it was a good thing to like, okay, yeah. you know, respond, res- be responsible and stuff like that early. I love that. Yeah. So the band thing didn't work though. No. You were trying, 
then you get to a point and i know a little bit about this so obviously i want you to tell your story but you get to a point where college comes up right yep and you did not go to college in tampa i went to so i I left high school at 16 and i went to community college for two years and got my aa when i was 18. okay so i just got into this special program it's called an umbrella program Mm -hmm. and it allowed me to go to both high school and college at the same time because my family moved at a district and the high school was like we're not gonna let you come back yeah so i didn't want to you know what i'm saying so i just was like i didn't really care about high school i didn't care socially about any of that right i just wanted to work and like play guitar so that's what i did and that's where it became more a lone ranger mentality too because i was like going to sitting in class with like 30 year olds who were trying to have a second shot at education whoa so that like really shifted things yeah Yeah. and also i was going to two i was going to ybor city Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Dade City, Tuesday, Thursday. Ugh. So I was like in the hood two days and then in like the country two days. Yeah. So, and it was crazy because it was like a lot of different kind of people. And also that's when I started learning how to like finesse, like how many classes I could skip and like, yeah. so I just was like, I had a weird education path for sure. You know what else is interesting about that is I feel like when you're thrown in the mix with all sorts of different people from different upbringings and mm-hmm. like, I mean, Tampa has everything it's right? the best bro for yeah that. yeah not a lot of people understand it but it really is the best yeah but i feel like with that you probably learned how to like socially interact with so many different kinds of people because yeah. florida's so weird like that right like super weird there's like ultimate like, like hicks weird, and like it's country. super country yeah. but then it's not then super you get into Hispanic. like ebor yeah and it's a whole different vibe and then like you go down like it's so many different kinds of people yeah. so being in that educational kind of system i bet you got the mix of every kind of person yeah and I look back at that and I'm very thankful for it because Same. it taught me a lot about social interactions with anyone and how to treat people. Yeah. Um, okay. So no, then I'm really thankful for that. Take me to moving. So I went to, decided to go to school, decided to go to college at 18 and went to the university. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And it was like kind of like a, just like a, a money thing. I was like, I don't really have money for school. Yeah. They offered me the best scholarship they had a music program i just was like run it like cool <laughs> that's just literally what it was i i wanted to go i was thinking about maybe going to berkeley in boston or belmont in nashville and um but at the end of the day the pri- it was just too much money You're like man. wait a minute i'm not fuck you rich yeah i was Let's like go here like a hunt, you know so yeah and and i'm happy you know at the end of the day it was the right decision because it led me weirdly yeah. to the path being here yeah so, so, then, so uh no i just so yeah so i just went Cool. So then you're in school and a thing that stands out to me with you, which I kind of understand now more as you're like, yo, the band thing didn't work out, but you've been playing music and obsessing over music from a pretty young age. Yeah. However, where a lot of people, like a lot of the stories are, okay, I started uploading this or I couldn't start a band. I started rapping. I started uploading my music, SoundCloud, whatever. Yeah. You kind of had a different path where you were extremely talented. Yeah. You knew music from a long, I mean, forever, right? You've been playing forever. Yeah. Didn't quite do the solo artist thing. No. And there's a piece of the story where maybe you can fill it in for me. But when I met you, yeah, you were more in the production side of like making beats. Yeah. So you grow up going to Under Oath shows, Chariot, playing guitar. Yeah. I feel like that could turn you into like a metal kid a metal or a kid, pop punk yeah. kid that's so big in Tampa. Yeah. Yet at a pretty young age, Tampa too, which is right? crazy. That's a big Such scene. A scene. Yeah. Yeah. Still, the Luke that I met was more on the hip hop side, more making beats for people. So how does yeah. that happen? Um, I think. I, I like 
I grew up listening to a lot of different kind of music. I grew up playing a lot of gospel music, like on the weekends in church and stuff like that. And then again, it's like you only really know the scene you're around. So all the homies loved Under Oath and the hardcore scene. So I loved being in that. And then through that kind of like the pop punk and all that stuff. But I always was attracted to more like melodic, melodic stuff. Um, and when I went to school, I mean, we, we've, you know, we've talked about this before, but I just was not secure enough in myself to put up music on my own. That's wild. So I just really felt like I was good at making music for other people. Yeah. And I felt like a lot of, I, there was at one point where when I was at school, not one song came out that I didn't really touch. And it was like a small school, but I really was working with everybody and trying to like, just trying to like start something, trying to build something, you know? But yeah. for some reason, I just never had the confidence to say like, this is my song. You know, I kind of hid a little bit behind like working with other people. That's crazy to me. That's a very honest thing to say. Yeah. Because there you were, like you were in on music. That was your life. You knew it. Yeah. Yet still, there wasn't that confidence yet. Or maybe it was even like a bit of... It was secret though. Like I was writing songs for myself secretly. And like sometimes I remember playing them for like my my boy Timmy or like just just like very I don't know I just was a little bit more shy with that stuff I think you know but I always loved like playing on stage too so it was kind of this back and forth where I didn't want to be and I felt like too when you go to school for music you know kids that are better than you at everything oh fuck you know what I'm saying so you're like oh well I'm not as good a singer as yeah yada yada I'm not as good as a guitar player as yada yada damn it's like it's almost like that thing of like ignorance is bliss a little bit real like you're seeing the best of the best around you yeah where all of a sudden you're like, well, fuck, I don't think I can do this because this person is legit better than I am and I yeah. see them. Or even if you see somebody better than you that's not succeeding, then yeah, you're yeah. like, well, fuck, Same, if they're not. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But also, you know, music school is kind of that attitude. It's a lot of kids talking about it, a lot of kids kind of flexing and not really anybody that, from from my experience, and everybody's experience is differently. PC alert, hello. Right, well, no, bro, like, like, it's funny. But it's true, like, I just, I brought, it, it, like, it teaches you X, Y, and Z, but it was when I moved, when I left school and moved to Atlanta, I got more of an education in two months. Like, and it's funny because I really try to keep an open mind and I know that certain people are forced to go into college or yeah. some people like that is their path. Yeah. That was not me. I, know, I was yeah. very much like brought into it of like, I just started touring at a very young age. Yeah. But I've always felt that application and just throwing yourself in is more experience whereas the theory and going to school is great but you're talking about it you're thinking about it a lot and you're not doing it yeah so that's really interesting to hear how that affected you yeah and where that led you so then though yeah you end up something in your life changes because you end up in atlanta yep did you finish school or did you drop out oh no i dropped out okay all right tell me about that I mean, I just had already stopped going to class. I was going, doing so many sessions. I was driving down to Atlanta all the time. Yeah. I was touring at the time, playing guitar, like on some hired gun stuff okay. on weekends. Yeah. So, and I knew a lot of people doing that too. So I just was like, why, you know, why am I, why am I going to school? And, and it's this, it's the classic thing. You know what I'm saying? I have friends there, but I just never, I never felt like it was the same with high school. I just never, I always just wanted to, you know, be in my own world and kind of, kind of do my own thing when i was in college it was the same way i just wanted to throw shows and yeah. record people it was it i didn't really care about anything else so i started working with um a pretty well-known producer in atlanta and he offered to to manage me and sign me to a production deal so okay. the day that that came through i walked in and just dropped out that was enough for you to be like okay i have something tangible i have something yeah. real and it was Fuck no advance like let's not get it it was no there was no upfront money it was nothing like yeah, it was wow. just like hey i'm gonna give you the opportunity and put you in the room with x y and z 
But that was enough for you. Oh yeah. I've been looking for an excuse for so long and I should have, it's funny looking back. I wish I had had the courage to drop out sooner, but that was a good, like, okay, this is something legitimate. Yeah. And I remember going home and, you know, just, just really thinking about it and stuff. And then a a spot open shout out to the the Kreitz family in Atlanta, a family that I knew they had a, a room in their house and they were like, you can come stay here. Yeah. So I just went down there and then started making music 12 hours a day. Just Damn. nonstop. And then we, I would go to the studio at night. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting to hear your side of that story because, you know, there are certain people I talk to where like they went in so fearlessly yeah. with zero preparation or uh backup plan. They just went in. Yeah. And I admire the hell out of that. Oh, yeah. But I feel like I've always been conservative by nature and it's taken yeah. me a second. So hearing your path where you're like, yeah, like I honestly wasn't you know like i didn't have the courage to just do the outward facing thing and you were in college a little bit like yeah i kind of like the realness in a story where it's like yeah it took me a second to hit my stride yeah because you know i think a lot of people have quite a lot of success that have been through that yeah there's a lot of behind the scenes you don't realize where it's like it takes some years at certain times for people to like come into their own it's a craft yeah so atlanta started ripping for you though right Yeah. because that's where we become friends i know some of the people that you worked with and some of the things you did yeah but again, this is interesting hearing your story because you had always had that vision of your own artist project. Yep. Here you are in Atlanta. Yeah. Kind of hitting a real stride of success and getting getting some songs placed. And yeah. Hundred percent. So tell me, tell me about the Atlanta days. Of... Bro, Atlanta. Also, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm so sorry. Atlanta. No, no, go, Atlanta, go. Atlanta is just such a beautiful place. Yeah. Because at this time when I moved there, I was a little late to the party but there was a crew of kids okay that really um there was a crew of kids that just had no idea of genre yeah just internet kids that were just yes. making records and like yes. i <clears throat> thankfully through like a random dm started kicking it with shout out my boy uh hanzo he hanzo he's my boy he's, he's actually doing really well right now and he i just dm'd him to collab on some beats and he was like sure like send some stuff over and i just sent him like a hundred uh, like almost partially completed beats. And he yeah. called me that night and was like, come to the studio. Oh shit. And that's kind of how it all started. So Damn. I started, you know, hanging out with that crew and it was just a crew of kids that like, some of them were getting signed, some of them were getting deals, but it was off of straight up. Just, it was very raw. Yeah. And when I was in Chattanooga before, that's where I, Lee was, Lee is outside of Chattanooga. It was the same energy of the kids I started was kicking with out there. Yes. No infrastructure. Yes. Just kids. It yeah. really is DIY to the purest form. Yeah. Just kids being like, all right, let's just make records. And I think in our that's basement. like you and I connected. Like it's funny you mentioned Under Oath earlier. Yeah. Earlier, we met at an Under Oath show. I was managing Crazy. band Limbs. I was out with them for that little bit. Love they were on limbs. tour with Under Oath. Love them. And I think that's why we connected because you come there and we start talking music and the the artists that we start bonding over the things we're listening to. Same things. It was like those kids Same where world. there wasn't really genres and it was just like, yeah, yeah, like these kids are out here doing something special and we yeah. both knew it. And I think that's why I was so interested in you was like, you really got that. And that's I could cool. tell you were kind of doing your own piece of that as well. Yeah. So hearing you connect the other side of it's cool. Yeah. And it was hard too, because of the school I was at before and no one knew what that world was. Yeah. And me just being for, for lack of a better term, like just alone a lot in my room playing guitar and being like an internet kid. I just was obsessed with like, you know, finding artists and stuff like that. And I started to be like, there's a real reaction to this. And that's like, it was like truly punk rock. It wasn't, not punk rock in the genre sense, but it was punk rock and it was like these kids just blowing up. Yep. So I was really lucky to like get in um, 
you know, at least on a decent level with like those kids in Atlanta. So I started making music through that for six dogs a little bit. We got a song. Yeah. Um, and that was big for you. Like, yeah. I, 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 called Saturn. That was, that's a pretty big song and shout out to chase, man. He's a good kid. He's, he's, just, he's fire, but Corey really always had my back. Like we would do a lot of sessions together and we would make so many songs in a night. It was insane. We just had such a good chemistry. Yep. And that's really how it happened, man. At that time, like, who I was working with on the traditional side of like more like pitching records and stuff. It just wasn't, it was kind of a lot of, a lot of nonsense, but I was so much more attracted to like the raw and there were kids. It was crazy. I would go to shows. It'd be like three rappers and then like a funk band. And it was just beautiful, man. Yeah. To me, at least that's like, it's the same feeling as finding music back in the day where it's like genres didn't matter. It was the community. It was the energy. It was everybody doing something they were passionate about. Yeah. And I feel like you tap back into that real well out there. Yeah, man. It was beautiful. Yeah. But, so I did that for a bit. And then through that, I started working with my boy hearts out here and we just, I started flying out here quite a bit and it was kind of that same energy. It was kind of like new, a newer genre, a newer feel. Yep. And since I was tapped in with the kids in Atlanta, I already, I, f I felt like I just had a, a more open mind mm -hmm. towards genre. Yeah. So then that's how I started like coming out here. And then, um, well, you also had really good discipline, right? Cause yeah. like, that was the thing is as we started talking and as I started to see it, anytime you'd get these opportunities like this, like we were joking about this earlier when we were what? eating is like, yeah. you're like, all you have to do is just keep your head down and work and work and work and keep going. And yeah. I was like, yeah, motherfucker, if it's you, that's all you have to do. Cause yeah, you already yeah. had the base talent. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Man. So the thing that I've seen is like, thank you, my brother, my brother. But yeah, like you, you just, you did come out and you started working but you were the kid that could turn so much so fast when you'd get these opportunities. Yeah. Well, bro, here's here's the thing that's crazy too is like LA is so different than LA has infrastructure. So there's a lot of kids that you grow up here, you do a show, you know there's going to be A&Rs in the crowd. You know that somebody's friend, neighbor, whatever works somewhere. When they when you don't have infrastructure and all it is just raw, we were in Atlanta doing 12-hour sessions at night. And no one blinked twice. And we didn't stop to go grab food and go get right. a smoothie. It was just like what it was. Yeah, it's like you, and, you know, That's also kind of a bad thing because yeah. when you're in that world, you think that that's the only way to do things. Oh, well. And you don't really take care of yourself. But I was with a lot of producers, man. We would do 12-hour lock-ins. And, and so to me, that was more normal. So right. coming out here and it was like, all right, let's meet up at 11. Let's go yeah. get food. Let's work for three hours. Let's chill. Let's smoke. Da, 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 da. Um, it's just, it, I, I, I think I just had that. It was like kind of train. It was like boot camp in a right. way. Again, yeah. where you probably didn't realize it. I didn't even know. Come out. Yeah. yeah. And also, man, I just was like not really doing anything else in Atlanta. So, yeah. <laughs> just making records. So. Yeah. Like that's all you had. Yeah. It's fun. Okay. So then LA is another important piece though, because I yeah. think that that's. I was staying with you. Staying that's on this right. couch. You were coming out here. That. Staying on this yeah. couch. Yeah. Yeah. This house. Um, you started to be a little more honest with yourself. I feel like yeah. in chasing the artist project. Yeah, I think that that was an important piece. Yeah, right. Yeah, man. I remember the day I woke up, and I just was like, just kind of feeling down on myself because it, when you produce, you're it's a lot of waiting on other people. Yeah, and in some cases, and and I love producing, man. Like it's still a big passion of mine. But in some cases, I was making the entire song, writing the entire song, and singing the entire song for somebody. You know which that was more in Atlanta, not out here. The artists I work with in LA are a lot more multifaceted. Yeah. But, and I just was like, I felt like I was giving so much to other people. And and I also, man, I had a few people that were like, yo, I think you could really do this. Mm. I think you should do this. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And I just remember the day I just woke up and I was like, all right. And then I made, that's when I made my first song, Childhood. And then a, a big conversation was coming out with you and shout out you. And then also Johnny. I remember Johnny was like, yeah, kid, you're talented. You have one song. Like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I just kind of went hard and started trying to make, you know, new songs a lot more. And I think yeah. it took like that year of making a lot of music. Yeah. To now know, I just know exactly, you know, what it should, what it should be. Yeah, because you came out here, you started working with other people, yeah. doing your thing that you did so well. Yeah. But there was this side where, at least for me, I felt like it switched, where it was all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And that can pay the bills, and that's awesome. Yeah. But here's my shit. And it started to feel real. And now here we are. Yeah. Call it a year later. Maybe a little bit less, but yeah, yeah, yeah. a year later where it's been i feel like the focus has been a lot more on 100 the artist 100 yeah so what's that what was that transition like and like what started to change i think it's hard because yeah and i don't even mean to be like too serious about this but it is like for me i've always done the thing that's like the most scary yeah. you know what i mean and that really was i really had to look myself in the mirror and being like why am i not doing this is because i'm scared wow you know because it's very i mean the safe route was to just make the beat da, 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 da. but i was very blessed man like i had just a few people that just really pushed me and encouraged me and i think that also looking at the music i was making a year ago and having certain people like shout out to um danny para and shout out to just other people that have encouraged me and pushed me in the right direction like we're like man you're you've really been doing this music thing like you are a musician so why doesn't your music sound as pretty as like what you can make Wow. Does that make sense? Or as quality? Yeah. And so having that transition and then at the same time being like, I need to move out to LA and really start from scratch. That was like the big, yeah. at least in my mind, like the, the moment, you know? I don't know if you have this feeling. I certainly do. But like you can have a skill. Yeah. And when your friends come to you and ask you to do something, you take it so seriously. And you're yeah. like, Yo, I'm not gonna let my friends down. Like, here's this perfect product. Yeah. And then when you go to apply it to yourself, you know it, it's there, it's yeah. the same shit. But for some reason, it's harder to like, put the amount of time in for yourself, or it's like this weird- You're just like, too in it. I don't know what it is. I, but, I, I just was too in it. Like, yeah. you, you need a second. Do you feel that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, you need a set, you need like a second. And I don't know anything, man, but like, I, I do know that like having just different years, mm -hmm. and like we were talking this about yeah. this, but like having the the humility to really play or show your stuff to other people and be like, what do you really think? Yeah. Like, does this look whack? Does this sound whack? Yeah. Is this me? Yeah. You know, my brother, me and my little brother have a great relationship like that. Before I put out some songs, I'll send it to him. And sometimes he's been like, dude, you, you sound like you're trying to do something that's not you. Interesting. And have, having that relationship and like having Danny really sit me down and have that conversation. Well, and, that's also got to be a hard thing for you, right? Because here yeah. you are growing up in like the melting pot of every genre. You're just a kid True. excited about music. True. So how the fuck do you define what's you? You're, you do everything. You've made everything. Exactly. Every genre too, man. Like I was doing, I was doing country sessions in Nashville at some time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I worked for, I've done records for rock bands. I've done everybody. And, and it really, uh, it's like a blessing and a curse. You know what I mean? But I, yeah. think, I think me, for me at least, it was like, man, what do I really just love to listen to when I get up in the morning? Okay, let me, that's the music I want to make. Yeah. And I want to, and also, I don't know, man, like, there's just such a, sh a shift sonically that I hear. Sometimes I feel like I hear trends and I feel like the squad that I'm a part of out here sometimes is ahead of those trends. And I just really, 
was like, oh, I just want to make something that's pure and maybe not care as much about that. Yeah. Not try to do the algorithm, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. You feel me? Well, because like my question for you was like, how do you navigate and define what your sound is? How do you keep it authentic when yeah. you have, I mean, honestly, like, I don't know your circle nearly yeah. as well as you do. Yeah, but I'm yeah. familiar. There's a lot of people that are very accomplished. There's a lot of yeah. people a lot of overlap that have too. done quite a lot. Yeah. And are very good and are very relevant. Yeah. So when you're around that, how do you not have that rub off on you? How do you honestly define what that is and what you want to make for you? I think it's I think it's becoming secure in who you are. Yeah. You know, because like I was always the kid. I would go into rap sessions in Atlanta. I, I wouldn't try to dress like I was a rapper. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that made them like me more. Yeah. They were like, oh, this kid, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't go in there. I was in a, in a lot of dangerous situations too in Atlanta. And I never went in being like, oh, I'm from right. XYZ. I was always very honest. Like, yo, I'm just a kid that like plays music. And they always showed me a lot more respect that way. And my dad always told me that. He was always like, always be yourself. No matter what. It's obviously, you know, it's so fun. It's so cliche. It's so yeah. funny. But if you like... I felt like me figuring out who I was as a person, you know what I'm saying? And not in the context of anybody else, in just the context of me, it helped with music. Yeah. Because then now I feel like I can pretty much make whatever I want. Right. But I would say too, is I was making a lot of beats and this and stuff, but I was like listening to Frank Ocean and Harry Styles and yeah, uh, the Rolling Stones and Elvis Presley and all this other stuff too. Yeah. So I think that, just being honest, like fever brain is like mostly acoustic, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's mostly like dreamy acoustic. And then my next stuff coming out is a little bit more alternative and just on kind of a more vibey, a little bit rock and roll. Yeah. And that well, was just genuinely, man, just the music I wanted to make. Okay. And when I was driving to California, listening to records like that. Yeah. 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 What were you listening to? A lot of like the song, the wave of mutilation by the pixies. It was from the mid-90s soundtrack. Yeah. I just oh, listened to that yeah, over yeah. and over again. Dude, mid-90s was so good. I loved it, bro. Yeah. And like the Marias and just like the neighborhood and shout out, shout out Jesse from the neighborhood. And like, just, I was like the 1975, bro, just music that I love. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, why am I not? And it was really Danny being like, why are you not making music like this? And yeah, tell was, me a little bit more about Danny because I know he's been such like a, yeah. an important part in your path. Yeah. I don't really rock with him like that, but it's fine. No, <laughs> yeah. No, he's just like a big brother, man. Like he's uh, more on a, more on a serious side business now, but like we just met each other and he's really just taking care of me out here and been very honest with me, you know, where I think a lot of people would maybe not tell me the truth, maybe to, to just be like, let's keep him, you know, just working. Cause you know? I feel like, cause again, from afar as a friend, yeah, I feel like watching you grow and evolve I don't yeah. know the conversations. I don't know exactly what it was. Yeah. But the Luke that I talk to now Definitely feels different. a little more grounded, a little more focused yeah. in the way you're going. And it seems like Danny was a big part of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Shout out to, shout out to him a lot. It, it was it was a lot. A lot of just honesty. A yeah. lot of like really like sunning me and just being like, you know, you are good. It's a lot of raw talent. It's just not focused. Mm. So now it just feels more focused. Yeah, because you were telling me something like I think everybody deals with this, any type of creative, it's yeah. really hard. But it's like, when you're passionate about what you're doing, it's very easy to be hard-headed and be like, dude, this is the wave, whatever. Oh my God, dude. So just balancing that, right? 100%. Dude, and it's, and it's hard too because 
when you're, I don't want to say self-made, but like, I really like finessed my way. Like, what do you mean by that? Tell me. Like I left high school, you know what right. I'm saying? I started, I, I, I had a, started a studio when I was in college and just some crate, like this random businessman just built me a studio. Tight. You know what I'm saying? We, we were throwing shows with like everybody in chat coming out on some just, I don't know, like on very, very DIY, very self-made. So I think sometimes when you have that, there's a, just a little bit of cockiness. And I just, I, 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 it was also a little bit of insecurity. I think when you, when you, it's like both, you know what I'm right. saying? When someone's like really cocky, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're kind of insecure. And I think like, I just really had to look myself in the mirror and I just was like, it's time to like, listen to what you had been telling me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you were a big part of that. And then also other people just being like, it, quality needs to come first. Like you're not gonna convince anybody with like charisma. My mom used to always say, she's like, you can't, she would always say, you'd charm your way out of everything, but you, there's gonna be a day where it doesn't work. Fuck. You know what I mean? And I was like, no, mom. Damn it, mom. No. Yeah, But I that's true, it. man. So like, it was just cha changing the shift onto like, just li being a better listener, I think, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's still, a very honest still growing, thing. Bro. I haven't gotten there, but still working on it. I mean, it, it's know? cool to be aware of it, though. Yeah. I uh, I think about, like, a lot. for So the context of anybody that doesn't know our relationship, yeah. we met at that Georgia show a couple of years ago, and yeah. I was doing version three, and the very early days of Luke, yeah. I put out a song of yours, put a video out. And yeah. Kinda, I didn't really know what it was going to be, right? Like, yeah. It was just kind of like, there's something here, so yeah. like, let's see what happens. Very so, raw. It's another like kind of fun full circle moment to have you on the podcast. Thank it's you, like, man. Thank you for being a guest. And we've kind of always supported each other in the yeah, times where it's in like, touch. I don't really know what I'm doing fully yet here, but yeah. there's something special. Let's yeah. keep it going. Um, so the next thing that I want to talk about is a little more specifically sure. Fever Dream. Fever, Fever Brain. Brain. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's all good. <laughs> Fever Brain. Um, that's a new step for you. 100%. Tell me the first song came out. Yep. Friday, two days ago. Friday, two days ago. And this, as far as a podcast, we were talking about this earlier. I feel like there's a lot more to go as far as you as a career. Of course. But we can treat this like a little time capsule and we can know that like this is the moment talking about these songs coming out, what you're thinking about now, what you're focusing on now. Yeah. So just tell me like in its most honest form, like the first song comes out, what's coming up next? What are you excited about? Bro. What does this represent to you it's just everything bro it's like it's the first time i've ever put out something where i would be unashamed to show it to anybody yeah because of the quality you know what i'm saying we worked really hard on it and um i made the whole thing everything's produced by me written by me and i have a whole album too that's done a whole yeah. ep i'm sorry ep i guess album seven songs so i guess it's outside an EP. of this outside of this yeah and did my first show in LA a few weeks ago and went really, really good. Shout out Destin Johnson who came out and played drums for me for the show. One of my one of my OG boys. He's incredible. He's playing for Chance the Rapper and on SNL and <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like Casual. I'm like, no, they're gonna take him. No, I'm just kidding. He's my boy. Um man, him showing love too is just crazy. Like he came out here and did the show with me. And I don't know, man. It just it just feels like fully fully formed. Like the identity feels good. I feel unashamed to play it in front of people. Yeah. So that's really what it is, man. So the, the plan right now is to follow up. Excuse me, I didn't mean to hit the mic. Um, uh, follow up with a few different singles, and just kind of see where it goes, man. On the business side, we're just we're just like, it's been cool, man. It's been, the reaction has been good, and we're still in early stages, but I feel very confident. Next year is going to be really busy with yeah. tours and with shows and stuff like that. So yeah, 
And it's it's funny because like again, it's so fresh right now. Like I saw it coming out, it's but literally a few days. You showed me some of the things you guys are doing marketing wise, and yeah. it, it feels very exciting. It feels unique. Like some of the ideas you've had, I'm like, yeah, damn, good yeah. on you. And like, Cereal I don't know, boxes. it just it really does feel. Can we say it? Yeah. yeah you can okay, say it. we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it then. Uh, so basically, I was sitting around one day and I was eating some cereal. You know how it is, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon <laughs> taking pictures. <laughs> And we were just, I mean, I was freaking out, man. I was like, I have to do something different to send to just the homies and just show support. Also say thank you for everybody, you know, shout out. Thank you so much, Cecil Bernard, who let me use his studio. Um, Corey B for helping me out as much. Brandon shot the shot the uh, the cover Damn. right there. Uh, shout out Overcast. Sorry, I'm just doing a bunch of shout yeah, outs right now. I'm you sorry. You can't do the Grammy speech too hard. No, no, no. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But yeah, we basically just made a cereal box, man, called Fever Brand. Yeah. And it's super unique and there's gonna be merch inside and we're sending that to everybody so that's that's something that just like basically i just came up with and then um use that as a tool and that's something i'm excited about because all my favorite artists do that there's always something unique about the rollout yeah travis does that shout out to my boy yeek he does that really good jesse does that really really well yeah you just have, branding creating a world yeah it seems like you have a lot of people around you like the people people you surround yourself with are very good and very creative yeah and it's cool to see you hold yourself to that standard as well yeah yeah i try to i try to try to do better and, and not in a competitive way but i just try to if if you're it needs to be that quality to yeah. the visuals to everything like that so um yeah man it's so early like i really haven't even really been checking the streams of the song just because i almost want to do out of sight out of mind for like a few weeks and then we'll kind of come back and see yeah kind of regroup and see see yeah. where we're at I think it's a fun time to do the podcast though because it's like we'll see yeah. right like this 100%. could be that thing where it's like yo it came out a day ago and it's like yeah. we'll always have this little moment yeah right? bro so i think that that but if this one doesn't go then 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 we'll do the next one and then we'll do the next one and the next one and that's the attitude i never try to be like oh this is it you know yeah so. that's that's a dangerous game to play right, right? Like when you put all your eggs in that basket and you're like this is the one it's such a shitty reality when it doesn't hit yeah because then it's harder to come back to it and 100%. i feel like when you kind of just like let it exist and you have your rhythm, that's where the magic yeah. happens. Exactly, man. It was weird. It was the first time I've ever put out a song in the day of. I just was, I was cool. Yeah. Like I just went to the studio. I had a session with, shout out, Dotha and Simon C. And I just had fun. Yeah. And I wasn't even really checking my, you know, I was obviously checking my phone a little bit, but it wasn't like anxious. I just was like, all right, the work has been done. Yeah. It either works or it doesn't, you know? Yeah, I know. This version of Luke, I like this version. You seem very much more at peace with things. Thank you, man. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, fuck. I feel like that brings us up till now. Did I miss anything along the story? I feel like there were some cool moments that I know about. Yeah. I mean, um, do you feel like I, I glazed over anything? No, man. I mean, I've I've made. I mean, I made a lot of music for a lot of rappers and a lot of like artists and stuff like that out here. But at the end of the day like everybody out here has made a lot of music for a lot of people mm -hmm. so i'm i think the biggest moment was just making the jump and deciding to just drive out here like i drove out here just in my car and just crashed on danny's couch for a few months and was super blessed to like find a place to live and find you know work work with everybody and stuff like that so we're pretty much caught up to speed i think i mean fuck yeah i feel like that's the damn thing right there there it is my guy my, my freaking guy i almost swore my mom would be mad at me <laughs> No, I love this. And it's cool. Like, I love the time capsule of it. Yeah. I mean, hell. 
we'll come back and do another one. I would love to, man. When you're out here playing SNL or whatever. The... Thank you for having me. Why bro. did I just make that the benchmark? I kind of, I kind of want to play SNL though. <laughs> what's man. what's that benchmark? Actually, here, end me with that. Me what's that? what's if we come what's back here plan? a year from now? Okay. What's that look like? I would love to do. I would love to be direct support on a lot of tours by then. Yeah. Have everything lined up. I would yeah. love to have festivals lined up mm-hmm. for the next year, dude. My goal is le- legitimately to tour eight months of the year. So you're trying to like hit the road. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For like the next seven, eight years, just yeah. tour and then record for three months and then spend time helping other people. Because that's actually not something that you've had. Like you've toured as a hired gun, but you yeah. haven't really had the chance to go out and tour on your own project. I actually as much. did earlier this year, but it was crazy DIY. Shout out Bobby Superbody. He took me out and we were just in a Jeep Cherokee. Oh, shit. Just driving across the nation. $50 a night. Like Yo, guaranteed. You know what I'm I mean? I'm glad you had that. Oh, Everybody so needs of that. Oh, dude, it was so good. It was perfect. And it really taught me to like, what's good about my music? This is when I was doing my earlier stuff. What's good about it? What doesn't translate? You get to see like what connects see, with fans. Man yeah yeah it was so awesome man it was a great experience so but yeah that's that's the goal okay and then i'm starting a collective called abdc abcd shout out the gang gang, um, gang. and i just want to throw shows and give other op- artists the opportunities to play big shows and stuff like that as well yeah that's cool yeah. i think that um there's something about whatever's happening in music right now like more on the diy cool side yeah there is a big community side right 100 percent. we're like that's everything man yeah yeah everything it's cool to see though yeah like that's what's cool about coming from tampa coming from a smaller area because you don't i mean you can't you can't have rivalries with other people right because if you do then no one's gonna come to your show yeah you know so i'm i can't i definitely want to bring that energy i want to i want to be a positive influence fuck yeah i want to be a leader man so dude i love it I'm glad I asked you that last little bit. I think that was a cool little thank you, man. Thing I feel bad, man. I feel like I'm just talking about myself. Uh, that's that's what will happen to you on a podcast. How's your this pops is, doing, bro? This is your platform How's your to Scottish, talk about yourself. Your Scottish father doing. My Scottish father is doing great. <laughs> yeah, he's Ed stays killing it. Stays riding his bike. Shout out to Ed. Shout out to Ed. Not What's your mom's name? Martha. No, I'm just guessing. <laughs> Betsy. Betsy. Yeah. That's close. I know, right? It's such a mom <laughs> it's name. Such a mom name, I know. It's funny too because he'll be like, he's he's got like his super Scottish accent. Yeah. He loves her. They've been together forever and all yeah. that. But my favorite Ed quote is uh there'll be some stupid thing, right? Like she'll yeah. be like, Can you unload the dishwasher? Or whatever. He'll be reading his something on Facebook or whatever. And, Jesus Christ, Betsy. Yeah, it's like still, he's been in the States forever and still so Scottish. Jesus Christ, Betsy. So good. I think that's the perfect way to end it. I think that's the perfect way to end it. <laughs> Love you, man. Thank you. Love you. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate you. Fever brain out now.